The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. This is the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. You bet. Uh, eight minutes after 7 o'clock, Wednesday evening, flagship show. Welcome to an Employment Law Show. You know what to do. You have questions. No longer do you have to wait. 416-870-6400. Phone lines are open. We're ready. Leora's ready. You have questions of the employment nature. Maybe it's something about COVID-19. Maybe it's about the vaccine. Maybe it's do you have to take it. Can they tell you to take it? Can they force you to take it? Can they fire you if you don't take it? All that stuff. And every other employment matter under the sun, we cover them all in the show we have for the last eight-plus years. So there was no dumb questions. So bring it on. Phone lines are open. We are ready for you. You are the foundation of the show, a live call-in show, always on a Wednesday, 416-870-6400. We'll get to that in fake news. I mean, uh, fake resignations. Yeah, no, you haven't really quit. We're going to uh, touch on that a little later on. And, of course, if we've got time, we'll get to some some email throughout the evening as well. But first, we always start with the week that was. What do you got for us, Lior? Hey, Johnny. Uh, really great always uh, is to mm-hmm. be back here to talk about employment law and uh, workplace rights. Uh, these are, of course, interesting times we're living in. And it's, you know, even though, thankfully, the numbers, the virus, the numbers are trending in the right way. Uh, and hopefully we're slowly going to start opening and getting back to normal. It's still going to be a while before workplaces are all back to normal before your job is back to the way it was, your compensation, your hours of work. So that's still a ways away, but you have rights, you have options, there's things that you can do. And that's what the show is all about, to tell you about those things. But I can't tell you unless you ask. So call the show right now, let us answer your questions and help you, and hopefully ease some of the burden that I know you're carrying around. There are no bad questions, there's only answers and solutions. So Take us up for a spin. Give us a try. Let's talk about employment law. But, of course, you may not want to do this uh, tonight on radio. You may want to have a private discussion with me. Easy to do that as well. Throughout the show, we'll give you my contact information, phone number, email address, so that we can connect and have a private chat, and I can help you that way. But I'd like to start always with some situations that I've dealt with over the past few days. Well, John, uh, this, uh, there's a date coming up that's an important date, and that's July the 3rd. Okay. On that date, individuals that have been uh, put on what I call a COVID layoff, some people call that an infectious disease emergency leave, yeah. have to be called back to work. And so these are individuals that, by the way, did not have to accept the layoff, but chose to accept it, and with this deadline looming, hoping, are hoping that they're going to be back to work July yeah. the 3rd. Well, this week alone, John, and it's only Wednesday, I've heard from three individuals who got a letter from their employer saying, yes, there's Ju- this July 3rd deadline coming, but we're not going to be able to bring you back yet. So we're going to, despite this, keep you on the layoff, and hopefully wow. in the coming months things will look up and we'll bring you back. And, of course, these individuals wanted to know what to do. So let's kind of clarify this so that everyone is on the same page. So first of all, irrespective of this July 3rd date, uh, you did not have to accept the layoff. You could have at any point said, this layoff is a termination of my employment. I'm not staying on the layoff. You have to pay me my full severance. You could have done that. Uh, and, and you can still do that if you want. 
For those that didn't do that and are waiting for July the 3rd, well, now the company does have to bring you back or they have to terminate you with severance if there's absolutely no job. They can't continue with this nonsense, with this layoff. They're not allowed to do that. So if you're not back to work come July the 3rd, enough is enough. No more waiting. At that point, it just becomes ridiculous. Some people have been on a, on a temporary layoff for 14, 15 months. Enough is enough. If you're here from your employer and you're not back to your same job, same pay, same hours, come July the 3rd, you call me. I'll help you get this resolved. I'll help you get the compensation that you're owed. Otherwise, you could be waiting for many more months still to come. It makes no sense. And a company does not have a right to do that. So the ball is in your court. You can get to make that decision. If you want to be done with this, call me. I'll help you do it. I can't believe that that has elapsed already, or at least it's coming coming to fruition. That I remember when they first introduced that, we thought, God, here we go. It's going to be months and months until people do something about this. But, yeah, it's right on their doorstep, and I think you're going to be really busy because a lot of companies are going to be doing what that uh, the ones you just mentioned, saying, yeah, you know what, still not happening, still status quo. We're not bringing you back. You're going to hear that a lot, aren't you? You are. You know, th- there's going to be a lot of uh, employees that have been waiting, you know, patiently and, and hopefully yeah. – to come back to work and then then they're not going to be brought back to work and these individuals at this point should say enough is enough should get their severance there's going to be a lot of people like that you know i i know that uh many of you have hoped that july 3rd you'll be back and some of you may be that'll be great but for those that are not in uh in uh in the position to be brought back call me Let's get the severance. Remember, severance is as much as 24 months. So we're talking about significant entitlements that individuals have, John. By the way, to reach out, as Lior said, anytime we're not uh, here doing the show, one 821 5900 Write that number down, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Really simple contact information. What else uh, What else you got going on tonight, pal? So every uh, Wednesday at uh, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I do a Facebook uh, live session. I was I watching yeah. Oh, you were you watching it? Yep. You, you no, gotta I was get a life, it, Johnny. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't have enough employment law on, on the know, other shows right? that we do. Yeah. yeah. But but the reason I'm mentioning that, I had an interesting question today that that I I you know really kind of made me smirk a bit, and I wanted to bring this up. So this lady asks me. She says, you know, I've been let go. Company is offering me ten thousand dollars, and they want me to sign this release document. And I just need you to help me understand what this release means, what it says. And I said, okay, but let's just take a step back here. I mean, the real question we should be concerned about is whether $10,000 is all you're owed. So I asked her some questions, and she had been there for uh, 11 years. She had made over $75,000. She was in her uh, late 40s. So she was owed about 12 months pay. That's $75,000. She was paid 10 and her concern was not even so much about the 10. She assumed it was fine. She just wanted to make sure that the document that they wanted her to sign was all legitimate. I said, forget about that document. Let's focus on what you're owed. She was owed $75,000. And I bring this up, John, because this happens all the time. People call me about the record of employment when, in fact, they could be owed $50,000 in severance. Uh, people call me uh, about outstanding two days of vacation pay when they're owed fifty thousand dollars in severance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So remember, when you are let go, the amount of money that the company is paying you or offered to pay you, ninety percent of the time, is completely inadequate, and that must be the focus. Everything else is details that we can resolve. 
but we have to make sure you get what you're owed. Chances are you're not offered what you're owed. For this lady, again, earlier today, $75,000 she was owed. She was paid 10000 and she assumed it was fine. She's, now she knows better. Now I'm going to be helping her. But please, don't ever make that assumption. Don't ever assume that what the company offers you or paying you is appropriate. It's your job to determine if it's appropriate. You call me, you go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, do the right thing. Don't sign anything until you do that. And you can start doing that right now, honestly, 416-870-6400. Lines open live here, ready for you to call in. Maybe you uh, have a similar story. It doesn't matter. Bring it on. Ask your questions. You could be saving yourself, and if not making yourself, a ton of dough that you're actually owed. That is owed to you. So make that phone call, 416-870-6400. Okay, we're talking about fake resignations. What exactly, what do you mean by a fake resignation? Well, a fake resignation is a resignation that's not done voluntarily and it's not done unilaterally by the employee. So that's the opposite of a real resignation. A real resignation is a situation where the employee, you know, for their own reason decides, you know, I don't want to work here anymore. I'm going to leave. Maybe I found another job. Maybe I'm retiring. Maybe I just want to spend more time with the family. So I'm going to leave. That is a resignation. A fake resignation is a situation where the employee decides to do that because either they have no choice, because they've been threatened. It's not a decision that they made. Someone either put the proverbial gun to their head or told them uh, that you know something bad's going to happen if you don't. So that's a fake resignation. That's a termination. So we want to talk a bit about that. If you didn't resign unilaterally and voluntarily, you actually did not resign. That's not a resignation. That's a fake resignation. So real resignation, does one get severance if he resigns? Because that's a, that's a lot of confusion for people when they, when they think about that, right? Right, absolutely. So if you actually resign on your own, again, for, for not because you feel like you have to, not because someone threatened you, you just resign for your own reasons, which of course you're allowed to do, then in that case, severance is not paid because you chose to end the relationship. Like I said, you're absolutely allowed to do that, but severance is not paid. Company only has to pay you up until your last day of work, and that's it. You shake hands and you move on. On the other hand, John, if it's a fake resignation, if you resign because you felt you had no choice, something happened, they changed your job, reduced your hours, treated you badly, threatened you, and that's why you resign. Because it's a fake resignation, it's actually a termination, that guess what? You are owed severance. 416-870-6400 is the way to call through. And uh, you want to ask your questions. That's why we're here. Just uh, close to 8 o'clock is, is how we roll. Uh, Heike, or Heike, how are you? Good evening. Good, good. I have good. a question. The company Excellent. I work for uh, is going to change from once a year paying your vacation pay to wanting to do pay-as-you-go uh, on every paycheck. Uh, can they do that? Uh, now, I am part of a union, so I'm including that in my comment. Um, it right. just seems, I just want to know if they can go from one to the other, or how does the employment... So, so generally generally speaking, Hika, yes, an employer can decide to pay it on every pay or to pay it once you take your vacation. The employer has that discretion. Now, because you're part of a union, you want to confirm with the union whether or not doing this somehow breaches the collective agreement. It's possible right. you have something in the collective agreement that requires them to do it one way or the other. If if it is in the collective agreement, then no, they can't they can't change it. 
But if if it's not, then generally, yes, an employer does have discretion to decide, but you should definitely confirm with your union. Okay. I just wondered, uh, because my husband and I looked something up, and I, I don't, you know, I, as far as I'm concerned, uh, either way, as long as I got my vacation pay appropriately, I'm not super worried. I just wondered uh, if what the situation, what the best options are, basically. Yeah, so I speak. I would speak to your union if you have concerns, but generally speaking, that is something an employer is allowed to do. Short break, give you some time to grab a phone yourself, 416-870-6400. We'll keep talking about uh, resign or else, fake resignations. That is on the way as we continue the Wednesday night edition Employment Law Show here on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. Couple different ways to reach out anytime you would like. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, the website full of employment law information. It really is like having a lawyer on your phone at all times. And wrapped up into that is the uh, Trusty Severance Pay Calculator, which has been around for years and used by hundreds of thousands of people. Again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. If you simply go to employmentlawyer.ca, links to our long-running TV show and the phone number here and now, 416-870-6400. Give us a call live for the remainder of the hour and uh, get your questions answered for sure. Yeah, we're talking about fake resignations, and you've gotten this before. You probably get it every week. Someone gets a letter or they hear from their boss and says, you know, they're told to resign or else, or, you know, I'll expect your resignation on my desk tomorrow at 9 a.m. Have it ready for me type of thing, right? Yeah, and, and, you know, that's not a complicated thing to understand because anytime someone says, I expect your resignation or resign or else, by definition, that's not a resignation. Because remember, what is a resignation? Something you do voluntarily. If you say, if you were told to resign or else, it's not voluntary. So that is not appropriate. That is not legal. That is not something that an employer should do. But forget about that. It's also not effective. In other words, if an employer says to someone, resign or else, or the employee says, oh gosh, I guess I have to, so I'm resigning, that's actually not a resignation. That employee has been terminated. Because the employer has decided they're not going to work there. The employee is just essentially doing what they're told. So the employer is not actually getting a resignation. So anytime that happens, if you're being told to resign or else, probably the best thing to do is to say thanks, but no thanks. Okay? I'm not resigning. If Employer, if you want me not to work here, I mean, I can't stop you from letting me go, right. but I'm not resigning. But even if you do resign, Remember, that's not a resignation. The law looks at it as a termination. And the reason we have to distinguish between a resignation and a termination is all about severance. Because if you've resigned when you didn't want to, because the employer said resign or else, the law looks at that as a termination, meaning your employer has to pay you your full severance up to two years pay. So that could be a huge, huge difference. 
but you do not have to resign. If someone tells you you have to, you do not have to resign. If the company says, well, we've assumed that you've resigned, there's no such thing as assuming, okay? There's no assumption. Either you have or you haven't, and if you haven't, then an employer can't assume. If you find yourself in that situation where the employer assumes, threatens, tells you you have to, gives you no options, before you do anything, give me a call. Let's talk about that. Let's handle it appropriately so that you can get the compensation that you're owed. Here and now, of course, 416-870-6400 to call into the show. Would love to talk to you. You make the show that much better. And your questions are uh, are in the minds of so many other people, so you're helping everybody out collectively as well. So you go to work, maybe you've been having a rough few weeks, and then finally one day you just go in, you just blow a gasket, right? You're like, I've had enough of this place. Screw it. I'm done. I resign. I'm out. You slam your ID to the table. You walk out. You get home. You have a stiff drink, and you go, oh, boy, that was a bad idea. I didn't mean that. What do you do? John, I actually had this same situation earlier today. Wow. Guy gets into a bit of a, a verbal spat with his boss. You know, some things were said that shouldn't have been said on both sides. And employee says, I don't have to take this. I'm out of here. And, you know, obviously I get a call later and say, oh, gosh, what did I just do? Yeah. So we call that, of course, the heat of the moment resignation. Heat of the moment, you're you're all worked up. You didn't really mean to resign. You didn't plan to stop working. You just kind of you know blew a gasket, as you said, and you you, you reacted emotionally. That happens, and and the reason why that's important to understand is the law understands that if you react emotionally, if it's a heat of the moment situation, you can't really be held to it. So if you've resigned in the heat of the moment, you have a window to take it back. You know, it's a very small window. It's a couple of days. You know, maybe three days uh, to take it back. By take it back, I mean to contact your employer, by the way, in writing. Always, always in writing. And to say, heat of the moment, didn't mean it, want to be back to work right away. At that point, if your employer says, too bad, we heard you say you resigned, so it's too late, that becomes a termination. Even though you did resign, even though you you voluntarily said, I'm out of here, because it was heat of the moment and because you took it back, Quickly, if the company doesn't let you take it back, if the company is trying to, you know, jump on that opportunity to have you have, to have you leave, that becomes a termination in the eyes of the law. Your employer has to pay you severance. But the key, as I've said, is to take it back quickly. If you resign in the heat of the moment and a month later you say to your employer, "I didn't mean it," it's too late. I've had many calls like that over the years. So if you're waiting too long, can't do it. So if heat of the moment happens. Uh, first thing you do, send a quick email, text message, message, didn't mean it, want to come back to work. If you're not allowed to come back to work, call me. At that point, we have to get you your severance. It's a termination. So these things, John, do happen. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca, the phone number here, and now to call in, 416-870-6400. Don't wait till the last two minutes of the show. You might not get your answer. Give us a call now. We've still got uh, got plenty of time. We're talking about fake resignations when it doesn't hold any water. And this one just sticks in my craw, and people do this. They're often con- they're, they're concerned that it's better off to have, quote-unquote, resigned than have been let go. It's that label. They don't want that label. But should they be concerned about that? In fact, is it the exact opposite? Well, employers often use that t- by saying, we're going to give you the, the opportunity to resign. We're going to give you that, that, that yeah. gift by saying you can resign, employee. And it's easy to think that, well, it's better to resign than to be let go. A lot of people think that. Well, let me break the news that it's not. 
There's no record. There's no database. There's no repository uh, where you, uh, you know, there's some sort of a, a list of who resigned and who was let go and why. None of that happens. And the only reason why an employer is going to say, well, we're going to give you the opportunity to resign is so that they can try to avoid paying severance. So it's not better to resign. It's not better to leave. You're better to, if the company doesn't want you to be there, let them do what they're supposed to do and they can pay you severance. Now, of course, listen, if you've committed a serious workplace offense, you, I don't know, you stole from the company, you committed fraud, at that point, if the company says just resign, well, I guess you may as well because you wouldn't get severance anyway in that situation, right? So that's fine. But anything other than that, anything short of that, it doesn't make sense to resign. There is no reason to think that it's better to resign than to be let go. Uh, may, as, may as well be let go so you can get the compensation that you're owed. And I know people are thinking about why uh, or what to tell future employers. So mm -hmm. if I resign, exactly. I can say I resigned. If uh, they let me go, I have to explain that. Here's the thing. Most people, when they leave their job, it's because they're let go. Okay, So there's nothing unusual being let go. All you have to do is say, I've been let go without cause. That's it. No more. It doesn't hurt you. You know, If, if your um, new employer is going to interview 10 people, nine of them, if not all 10, would have been let go from their previous job. So there's nothing to worry about that. Uh, don't walk away from severance. Severance could be as much as two years' pay. So there's no reason to believe that resigning is better than being let go. So you walk in tomorrow, right? And your boss says, you know what? You have to resign. Take them apples. What do you do then? <laughs> well, uh, no, you, you, you very politely decline. Say, no, I, I do. I'm not resigning. And you continue doing your job to the best of your ability until and unless you're told otherwise. So if your employer doesn't want you there, again, they are absolutely allowed to let you go. An employer can let you go, but... And this is the big one. Of course, they have to pay severance. So if you are faced with that situation is, you know, resign, that's what your company is telling you. The answer always, 10 out of 10 times, should be, no, I'm not resigning. I don't want to resign. I want to continue working, and I'll continue working until told otherwise. You can't, that, that's absolutely fine. Sometimes people are simply afraid to do that. But keep in mind, the worst thing that a company can do is let you go. If you're going to resign anyway, either way, you're losing the job. So may as well do it with severance. Company is not going to hit you. They're not going to do. They're not going to cause you any harm. So don't be afraid of that. Stand up for your rights and make sure you get what you're owed. So how does someone prove if that's happened? How do they prove that they were forced to resign? That's the key. Uh, so. You know, you know what I always say, that uh, the written word always wins the day. So if you end up resigning because you were told you had to, because you were told that, uh, you know, there's no other options for you, send an email, a text message to your employer saying, today uh, we had this discussion, you told me I have to resign. Confirm that that's what you're doing. If you simply leave, then it's easy for the company to say later, oh, we, we didn't say anything. He just walked in one day and said, I'm resigning. And then... That's fine. Well, no, don't let that happen. An email. Send an email right away, a text message, something in writing confirming what actually happened. 
Now, it's always better not to resign at all. But if you ended up resigning, send that email. Send it as quickly as possible. Confirm what happened. If you send that email, you protect yourself. We're still going to be able to pursue severance. So don't just walk out and not say anything. That's the easiest way to lose potentially tens of thousands of dollars that you are legally owed. Lots of lines open, lots of time still. 416-870-6400 talking about uh, resigning fake resignations. And, you know, what if an employee resigns because maybe something happened in the workplace? Maybe it's some sort of poison work environment, something like that. Made it very difficult to continue working, so they figured, I'm I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm just going to get out of here. Yeah, so now we're talking about constructive dismissal. So constructive dismissal is kind of what we're talking about right now, which is the idea that you've resigned. Something happened, and you're the one that initiated the departure, but you didn't really do it because you just wanted to. You did it because of the situation that transpired in the workplace. So that's what we call a constructive dismissal. You've resigned, but the law looks at it as a termination. That happens if you're being harassed or bullied. If you are bullied and harassed, mistreated, and that's why you leave, well, you're, you, you've left because you were put in that difficult situation. You were put in a situation that you should have not been put in. So even though you left, that is not a resignation. That's a termination. There's other many other uh, constructive dismissal situations. If you left because the company, for example, put, uh, gave you a pay cut. I used to make 60000 Now they reduced me to 40000 I don't want to continue working in that salary, so I'm leaving. Well, that is a constructive dismissal. You've left because something the company did. So a demotion, a relocation. Uh, if it's a situation where your hours have changed, if that's why you left, remember, the words constructive dismissal should come to mind right away. That is not a resignation. That's a termination. But the trick and the key here is to do something about it quickly. Don't resign and a year later say, okay, now let's deal with it. We want to deal with it right now, right away. If you've resigned because of something that's happened, ideally before you even do that, you call me. But in the worst case scenario, call me right after so I can help you make sure that you preserve your rights. Yeah, so what's the, what's the outside boundary of how much time can, can elapse before it's too late? Right after would be ideal, of course. You know, every situation is different, but time sure. is of the essence. So I would say, you know, as soon as possible. Obviously, if it's been a while, I'm not telling you not to call me, call me. We will always do what we can to help. But obviously, the sooner, the better. I want to get to Gail on the uh, phone line. Hi, Gail. Thanks for standing by. Good evening. How are you? I'm fine. How are you guys doing? W- wonderful. What's on your mind? Well, I had a part-time job. I'm a senior. I'm in my 70s. And I had a part-time job. I was there for about three and a half years. And it was about 20 hours a week. I worked like from nine to one. And uh, they had originally said to me, I had my choice of either working out of the office for the phones or I could work from home. And uh, then they decided that they would set me up to work at home. Without the management saying anything, the um, vice president came and he said, uh, well, I'm going to give you your forms. And when the form arrived from the administrator, it said that I wasn't coming back to work. But they didn't talk to me about not coming back to work. Now, I should also say I got CERB, and I also got unemployment insurance, and I'm not sure whether that uh, superseded anything from the employer. I just thought it was kind of sleazy that they did that, but they did it to a couple of other people. Uh, two people sued them. So, so okay, just so I understand, not coming back to work, you mean that they're letting you go or that you're going to be working from home and not coming into the office? 
that I was it said that I was not coming back. They never discussed it with me. They had the guy that was supposed to bring me the uh, computer say, oh, they're not going to do that anymore. But nobody told me the first notice I got that I was not going to uh, be coming back was uh, with uh, with the form when it arrived. And when was that? When did you find that out? Uh, probably the beginning of May last year. And obviously you haven't worked since then. No, I haven't worked since then, but I have, I, I just want to reiterate, I have been collecting, I did collect CERB. Sure, And when that was course. up, I transferred over to EI. I mean, I don't get much uh, because I didn't make much, but it was one of those little jobs that, you know, got me up and out in the morning because so, I'm a widow and I was home alone. And uh, so, uh, but I thought it was kind of a ratty thing to do, but the people, two of the people that worked full time sued him. And they got some money, apparently. So, Gail, you're owed six months' pay. Did they offer you any severance? Did they uh, pay you any severance? Nothing. Nothing. So they owe you six months' pay full stop. You know, uh, the, the main factors are, of course, length of employment and, and your age. So, you know, because you're, you're older and it's going to be potentially more difficult to replace the income that you've lost because of that. So it's about right around six months' pay. Now, ballpark, how much were you earning a year? I know you were part-time, but what were you earning? Uh, I was earning probably $1,200 a month. So, that, you know, so not that much. So call, but, it, you know, so call it about 15000 a year. Yeah, I kept on telling him with my three university degrees, that, and the other one was the same way, that we needed more <laughs> money, but he wasn't prepared to do that. Sure. So, so, so uh, what do you do? You, like, Gail, I thought... Go ahead. Well, the, the good news is this is not going to be difficult to resolve. We won't even need to, to sue them. There's nothing to sue for in that there's nothing really for them to say in response. So all we would do is we would get involved. We would send them a letter saying pay up or else they'll have to pay. Uh, and, and we can resolve this quickly, potentially within you know two or three weeks. So what I want you to do, Gail, is I want you to reach out, uh, out to me off air, call or email. We'll give you that information in just a sec. We'll have a chat and I'll help you get this resolved. You should not walk away from six months pay that you are legally owed. And the fact that you were unserved does not change that in any way. So let's have a chat and let's make sure you get everything you're owed. Okay, that would be great. Gail, really appreciate your time, and uh, there you are. That's why we always say call on the show, take a couple minutes, can make a huge difference in your life to the tune of six months' pay, which, you know, is a part-time gig. She, Like she says, it got her out the door, and she shouldn't be stiff that money. So they're going to pay up, and it was smart of her to uh, to call through. Gail, you want to reach uh, Lior, which I know you're going to do. Here's how you do it. Lior and his team, one 855 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca as well. I want to get a couple emails here in the last couple minutes of the show my mouse would work that'd be excellent here we are beth beth says uh, leor my husband works in construction he has never been laid off in 10 years but his employer just gave him a notice of layoff saying he may be called back to work uh later on what can he do well you know th there's uh, a very uh common misconception that when it comes to construction employees Number one, that the employer could do whatever they want with respect to layoffs. And number two, that no severance is owed. Well, both of those misconceptions are, are completely incorrect. They're false, not even close. So let's be very clear here. If he has not, if he had a regular job, so he was not laid off, he worked year-round with the job that he had, 
his employer does not have a right to lay him off temporarily now. They just don't. Now, if it was the whole time it was a seasonal job, they laid him off in the winter, they called him back uh, in the fall or in the spring, then that's fine. They could do that. But uh, if that's not the case, if he worked year-round, they can't change that. They can't now put him on a layoff, meaning he now has really two options. So Beth's husband can accept this layoff and wait and see what happens. Sure, he can absolutely do that. Or he can treat that as a termination of his employment, as a constructive dismissal. Here's that term again. Yep. And again, depending on his age, position, length of employment, he could be owed many months' pay. So that's the option here. So construction employees, very important. I know there's a lot of people now uh, wide-eyed, uh, not believing what they're hearing. The same rules apply with respect to layoffs, with respect to severance. The law does protect you in the same way. So please don't ever assume that just because you're in construction, you're not owed compensation. You're not owed severance. That is false. That is simply not true. Frank says, uh, guys, my former employee found out that I am working for a competitor of theirs and is now threatening to take legal action against me. Any advice? Well, first thing I'd want to know is whether he signed a non-compete, right? I'd want to know whether he signed a document that prevents him from working for a competitor. Uh, I'd want to understand about his job, what kind of job he had. For most people, the non-competition obligation is not enforceable, right? But for some people depending if you're in a very senior role, it may be enforceable. So I'd want to know more about that job, about whether he signed a non-compete. If it is enforceable, you know, if that's a problem, he'd have to speak to his own employer and hopefully his new employer can, can help him deal with this. Maybe he can strike an agreement with the old company that he's not going to go after customers, etc. If, in fact, he's not bound by a non-compete, then we need to get a bit of uh, a bit aggressive with his former employer to get uh, him off his back. So that's important to understand. If you are being threatened by your former employer because you're working for a competitor, don't ignore that. We have to have a chat and determine the best course of action to get you out of trouble. I don't like the smell of uh, Melissa's email. says, I signed my severance offer because my employer told me that if I didn't, I wouldn't get paid anything. I just used your severance calculator, and it says I am owed another 35 thousand dollars what do i do that's that's a terrible situation and john i hear this way too often unfortunately because she signed there's nothing that we can do Uh, and and people find that often when they sign and they realize later they wrote another 10 20 a hundred thousand dollars bad news once you sign you give up those rights so please 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 for your sake for, for my sake don't sign off on that severance letter until you've spoken to me, until you've used the severance calculator at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Uh, I can't help you just because you've made a bad decision. I understand why you did. It's a, it's, it's a pressure tactic that an employer is putting on you. But please do not sign despite that, not without talking to me. Carrying forward, now that we're done, here's how you reach out. Simple. Do it. 1-855-821-5900. 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And Lior just mentioned it again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. We'll catch you next time on the show. That would be the weekend, but stick around on point. Coming right back at you. Alex Pearson continues on Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio.